0: Kyler, Modern Warfare 3, or whatever the new Call of Duty is called. I got it this week. It's not great, lads, to be fair. It takes ages to install as well. I guess I can ask Kyler that him. I can't find his gamer tag anywhere. Um, if it's like him, if, if I'm like him, I mean, I spent two or three hours in the first multiplayer mode, so I can only imagine how busy he's been this week. Um, if you want to add me, at Mcqu. I, I lost the first account. It was at Michael McQ on the PS5. Colin, what, what's your PSN username? Uh,
1: I I don't play uh, on ah, online. Yeah. I, I play I play the si- single player. Playing a, a really interesting survival uh, game at the moment. But um, one team who is not survival um, and not busy playing, call it. Call of Duty but busy collecting awards is the Seattle Seahawks who have.
0: You could say the, Gino Smith's been a bit tortured in the past column with some people thinking he's uh, you know, an he up and was, down quarterback. He,
1: he was indeed in the past um, but not anymore Offensive Player of the Month for October. They also have the Offensive Rookie of the Month for October in uh, Kenneth Walker and the Defensive Rookie of the Month um, Tariq Bullen Safe to say, the Seahawks had themselves an October. Um, they they were fantastic. Gino continues to be really, really impressive. Um, he has matured. Uh, anytime you hear him speak, um, he's, he's really impressive, uh, praises his, his teammates constantly. And that defense has gotten better after uh, a really kind of poor start um, they've tightened it up and this is a cards team who have run teams close um, but just you know haven't been able to to find ways to to win and we've talked about it before a lot a lot of that the fact that they've been closing games has been individual moments of magic Um, a lot of that from Kyler Murray DeAndre Hopkins is back and he looks fantastic but you know what what is their identity This is the issue, I I think, for the Cardinals. Like, what is the offensive identity? What is the defensive identity? Um, I I think that that is the biggest issue for them. Um, The Seahawks know who they are and what they're about. And for that reason, I am going to say the Seahawks and Geno Smith get another victory, but it'll be close.
0: Brian, Mark C is picking
2: the Seahawks. 91% of the play, sorry, 91% of the time in which the Cardinals have been on the field this season, they have been losing. They seem to find their way to get themselves behind early and then just can't seem to get, get themselves back. In, you know, you saw it last week. played reasonably well against the Vikings, but they were down too, too much. They found it very difficult to get back. We've seen it in other games. Same against the Seahawks when they went into Seattle. They gave up on field goals and continuously went for fourth downs, which drives me bonkers because it was a field goal type of game. They gave up on three field goals, which would have been 19-18, and potentially who knows what would happen. Um Cliff Kingsbury came out this week and said, we're we're only a couple of plays away from being the best offence in the league. Something to the, to that extent. You know, I don't know why he's watching me because they're so off. And Hop has come back, and in fairness to Hop he's come back 262 yards already, one touchdown. You can see why there'll be... A bit of an upward turn in the offense, and we certainly saw for you know a proportion of the game last week against the Vikings. But right now, P. Carl, for me, you know he's up there for coach of the league as well. Um, like was he beat the Giants last week, one piece I really enjoyed, thought was really great was I don't know if you saw the the moment when he went off to Tyler Lockett because he had such a poor game. He dropped a number of passes, and then he had the fumble um, where he gave the ball away at the three yard line and he still ended up catching touchdown towards the end of the game but during the game he went up to him put his arm around him and just said look your, boy, your time will come that's you know you can see this team are rallying around the coach and that's been coming since the off season and I'm not surprised because I did feel that there would be a lot of shocks for this Seahawks team this year and um, I certainly think they'll win on Sunday and go to 6-3 and three and we thought there'd be one team potentially at 6-3 and three going to Munich we certainly didn't think it'd be Seahawks going into uh, play the Bucs next week 6-3 and three, Seahawks win on Sunday
0: um mr Connolly, with my employer has been talking about all these enhanced stats and i can't remember the word that all used earlier on and I, I i am saying this for a reason the parney gino smith is like top five or something in the league in all these enhanced stats so uh I think he's he must be doing something no, right huh? i think he's second
2: second in all these second
0: mm. that the, i mean i i should know this and i just watched tape I mean Gino's been, Gino's been really really impressive the thing about the Cardinals and you lads have said it is they don't finish uh, and they're so inconsistent and also they got Cliff Kingsbury as the head coach and I mean that's that's a whole different conversation to be had there I just for some reason I, I have the Cardinals winning this game on Sunday and I just feel that their offence is going to turn it on a bit um, and I do think the Seahawks are going to have a few down weeks and I, I feel that they'll lose this week I think they'll win in Munich next week Um. Even though the NFL will probably want Brady to win. I think the Bucs will go into Munich 3-6. Which is sad. Because Tom Brady should have walked away in January. Or in 2020. Or in 2017. Or in 2016. Um, Why not? I'll take the Cardinals. They're like minus 2 in the handicap. Close game. Bit of crack. Uh, and Gino to have an off day. How's that? Yeah. Everybody else going with the hawks up, yeah?
2: What I would what I would say, Michael, in fairness, the um, like the first game in Seattle, like the Cardinals defence, put up a great game that they they held Seattle in check. They only gave up nineteen points, they only gave up one touchdown in the, in throughout the course of that game. The Cardinals' defence hasn't been the problem for a large part of the season, it has been the offense. If that defence plays in a similar manner to how they played in Seattle, I can see why the Cards could win the game, but I'm sticking with the hot hand right now. They're going for four in a row
0: sticking yeah. with a hot hand let's let's talk about another hot hand let, let's talk about an old man not Brian not Mark not Colm uh, not me I, I'm in my 30s to be fair let's let us talk about Tom Brady I'm joking lads. Tom Brady uh, and the Bucks are 3-5 and, and the Rams are 3-4 Colm I've already gave away my pick the Rams offense has been shocking this year uh, and they can't really get a run game together and Cam Akers is he here is he there he could be sitting in Oma for all we know having a few slugs but it's one of those things. Um, this is a really, really important game for both teams. They, they need to win on Sunday. Sean McVay really needs to win. And I, I have to say, I am sick of this whole retirement talk. Walk away. If you don't want to do it, walk away. And that goes for that, that goes for anything in life. The man is so young and he's won the Super Bowl. But to be in his job, some people would kill to be in, in his job. And all this crap about walking away. Grant, walk away. Are you scared, Sean? Can he not win it again? Like I, I like Sean McVeigh. I'm, just, I'm just sick of all this talk. Brady is washed. I haven't been on the show in two weeks. To, in in my defense here, all right. Um, Brady's washed. He's divorced. Um, he is playing statistically average enough. It's not his fault that the people around him aren't. But an enhanced version of Tom Brady really means, or a lack of an enhanced version of Tom Brady really means that, uh, they. They can't get the ball down the field and call him outside of the Chiefs game where he scored three touchdowns, passing touchdowns. They've been absolute cowplop. So I just don't see how the Bucks win this game on Sunday. I am taking the Rams and I'm gonna fire in marks. Do we all do? Do we want to guess who Mark picked? I Mark. imagine the Mark went Mark went with the
2: Bucks, shall we say?
0: Mark is going with the 46 year old man living Mark's life slash dream, Tom Brady in the Bucks column, um I would say that the main thing that the Bucks have in their favor this week in, in all seriousness is uh, the location of this game, obviously being in Tampa Bay. Um, what's your thoughts on this game? Both of these teams, I think,
1: are, are very similar um, because, yeah, in Tampa, really, you have the all the retirement talk. We, you've mentioned the retirement talk that surrounds Sean McVeigh. I don't think that helps either team um, when you're when your quarterback you know, you're wondering how committed is he when you're head coach, you're wondering how committed is he, especially when you hear um he's gonna retire when, you know, the core group I mean, we already know about the stars and scrubs, but my goodness, that makes it um, you know, even like if you're anyone outside of that core group, you just thinking, does McVeigh value me in any way, shape or form? So I think that was um uh uh and it are is an issue for the Rams. The other issue for the Rams is that their offensive line right now is um L T two, LG Two, the C three, RG five, R T one. That is a huge issue, and that is one of the reasons why Matthew Stafford has been getting sacked um the number of times that uh, he has. Um this this is a world away from when these two teams uh, met in the playoffs last year, and they were both high octane, um, and and it was uh it turned out to be a moment of magic from Cooper Cup that ultimately managed to get the Rams over the line. Yeah, I I think I I really think this is a coin toss game because both of these teams are struggling at the moment, and it's difficult to see. I think the. Um, Bucs will make changes to the running game because that has been abysmal. However, you know, Brady's been average, but the the Bucs' run game has been absolutely non-existent. That is something that, that they have to change. I, I'm going I'm going to say the home advantage means the Bucs win, but I I could I definitely could see the Rams winning it.
0: Brian, I'm taking the Rams, Marcus taking the Bucs have you got
2: well, you touched on Cam Akers, which is a very unusual story. A lot of talk that he would be traded. A lot of talk that he'd be released. Now he's back practicing and with a view to playing on Sunday. So essentially they've recognized that they've no run game. Um, they're not getting enough from Henderson. And you know, guys, they're going to have to bring Akers back, no matter what the differences him and um, him and McVeigh have had. So he, you know, and when he plays and he's on his game, he is, he is a reasonably good running back. I'm going to help this team to alleviate the pressure on, on on Matthew Stafford. When the column started calling out the RT2 and the RT3, I thought he was calling the RSTV channels there for a few minutes. When He went off the, off the grid there, where was, uh, in the casualties in which this offensive line has had and the casualties in which this box offensive line has had. And I think ultimately, you're asking which front seven I trust more to get to the quarterback, and that's the Rams front seven, despite the frailties in which they've shown this season as well. So I'm going to go with the Rams to win a scrappy one on Sunday as well and Brady right in the
0: more trade 6 going into going into Munich next week yeah really disappointing about the whole Brady situation I've had like not to blow a trumpet like in the in, in the Fesh or Tin Whistle or something here lots but like I mean loads of people are messaging me about Munich and stuff and they're having good tickets I'm looking to say hello like I, I'm over there from Wednesday Brian's over on Saturday Column is yet to be persuaded so do give us a shout next week Um. I think even if Brady in the box do go over three and six, it's still, it's still a monumental game. It's a huge moment. It's just funny that Geno Smith isn't getting any respect. They're still advertising. It's like a Tyler Lockett, Tom Brady game. Um, I, I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, let's jump on the last game of this game week before Monday Night Football, which we'll look at on Monday. Uh, that is the Titans going to the Chiefs. Now, column at the time of recording, at, now, this is why I went with this earlier on, with the uh, not-sponsored with hit, Claxon. our picks are in so we're not changing them at all Malik Willis is starting for the Titans as it stands yeah uh, I, I believe that to to be the case um... the current handicap column with Malik Willis and I know you're not a betting man but the current handicap with Malik Willis and it shows you the difference in opinions is 12 and a half so the Titans are expected to potentially lose considerably without Ryan Tannehill, which would be interesting to say the least, because they still got Derrick Henry, haven't they?
1: Yes, who has been a, an enormous problem for this Chiefs team. Uh, the, the thing is, about this, this is what makes it so interesting, is that the Chiefs have been uh, favourites for the past four games against the Titans, two of which have been at Arrowhead, and yet since 2014, the Titans are four and zero against Andy Reid and the Chiefs. Um, you know this is, and the Andy Reid and the Chiefs who the Broncos simply can't beat. Um, but the whatever um, kind of um, hex the Titans have over him, they he just can't seem to find a way, and, and that is down to Derrick Henry. Uh, Derrick Henry averages. Um, more than 100 yards, more than 110 yards a game against them. Um, he averages more than five yards uh, a touch. And um, I think he will be a, a real problem. If you're the Chiefs, I suppose what's going to give you hope is that you are coming off the bye and over the course of his stellar. NFL career. Andy Reid is 23 coming off the bye. His teams are phenomenal coming off the bye. Um, Kadarius Tony obviously joined, and uh, I know your boss was writing about him uh, earlier uh, in the week, Michael. Um, I, I think it's absolutely worth a, a roll of the dice. I can see why Dable. Um, moved him on because he's trying to change the culture with the Giants. Um, but I can see why the Chiefs decided to to take a chance because they have such a good culture um there that they it it doesn't matter. Even if Tony behave be, doesn't doesn't get it together, they'll just move him on, right? He, or he's gonna have to get it together because Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid have such a, a hold over that um locker room. And look that game against the, the Cowboys everyone will look at that. That, that. that shows, I think, what he can do. Um, and if he can perform like that occasionally for the Chiefs, that will be enough. This, you know, we're, we're, we look around the the league. We talk about giving your QB a weapon and how it has improved Tua, how it has improved Jalen Hurts. We talk about how Aaron Rodgers lost um to Mount Adams but Patrick Mahomes and Tyree Kill, the separation has worked for both. Tyree Kill is on course for 2,000 yards and Patrick Mahomes hasn't missed a beat. If... Ryan Tannehill was in there. I would give the Titans a chance because the the, the curse that they have. Um, but Willis starting very likely. Um, I said earlier that the Falcons would break the, the curse of playing the Panthers. I'm going to say that the Chiefs managed to break the curse as well. And that Andy Reid gets the victory over Mike Vrabel and the Titans.
0: Brian Mark is picking the Chiefs to win Um, it's notable because we didn't get a chance to chat to you about the whole betting angle this week about the handicap on 12 12 and a half that's that's a very very high handicap of a team that's sitting 5 and 2 and I actually had to check the Titans record um, when I went into this because a lot of of people aren't talking about them but they're 5 and 2 in the AFC at the minute granted the division that they're in and nobody really expected the Colts to fall off so much but they're still not doing too bad
2: they're not but they're not like again, they're not overly impressive. It's they're probably we've seen Titans teams that have done really well, and even with Dan offenses, the been explosive, but they've never really co- recovered offensively this season from AJ Brown being traded. Derrick Henry was it he was a bit stop start He had a really good game last week against let's just say an average Texan side. And Michael, you always ask the question around whether a quarterback is ready to play in this league. Well, anybody who watched that game last week can clearly see Malik Willis is not ready to play in the NFL league. He threw the ball once in the second half. Now, whether they were using the run game because the game was comfortable, to have your quarterback only throw the ball once. Um, we, we spoke last year about the Mac Jones and the four throws and New England on Monday night, and we all had a very yeah, controversial conversation about whether that was a good thing or a bad thing. To have a quarterback coming in this first game and only throw the ball once shows where the level of expe- uh, expe- uh, the expectation is. 12.5 to me is a fair number, to be honest, bearing mind how well the Chiefs have played recently um, if he's a quarterback, and even if Tannehill was the quarterback, I still don't see the Titans find a way to win this game. Uh, I think the Chiefs are a hot team. They're up there with Buffalo for a reason. They're potentially seeing each other again in the championship game. Um, Sunday night football, coming back off a of boy? No, I'm, I'm, and Tannehill didn't practice today, so it is likely the outcome will be we see Willis again on Sunday. I could see a Julian Love type game last year where they couldn't do very much and the Chiefs found a way to ease for a comfortable win. Chiefs all day for me.
0: Even if the Chiefs, uh, sorry, even if the Titans don't have Tannehill starting on Sunday at the time of recording, hashtag no, no, no pick changing. Um,
2: I I'm taking the Chiefs it. to win. I wouldn't change mm? it. Any- no way. Even with Tannehill, Tannehill hasn't played well this season either. So I'd bear that in mind as well. It's not like he's been, you know, hit the ground running and we're looking at lights out performances and we're saying, oh my God, it's a shame he's not playing. He hasn't done. Yeah,
0: he's, this only had, um, he's only had. He's only six
2: touchdowns. Yeah.
0: And three I mean, interceptions so far this season, 65, 65 I think, percent completion rate, which again shows you how sad my life is. I can recite that, which is in, embarrassing. Um I think the I think the spreads and I think the spread's disrespectful when you got Derek Henry there. I have the Chiefs winning, I've got the Titans covering the spread at twelve or twelve and a half. Please gamble responsibly. Uh but I, I, I would say that the Chiefs will win by a touchdown. Uh, don't be surprised this game does go tight does go close we're still waiting for that you know i i know the chiefs had a tight enough game against the chargers i can see this game being a bit a bit tighter than what we're, what we're used to but uh we'll see we'll see uh, and that is us that's it that's it that's that lads that that's it over there's nothing else to talk about there you go
1: NBC NBC asked a question um, earlier on on Twitter that uh, is worth talking about is, is Matty Ice a future Hall of Famer Michael yes. yes or
0: no he is more passing yards I think than Dan Marino and Eli Manning who's a, who's a two time Super Bowl champion who's in the Hall of Fame but he's more passing yards than Eli Manning uh, and rest in peace to Tom Coughlin's wife as well I Haven't got a chance to say that all week on different podcasts. Um, yeah, he is absolutely. He's been he's been a great servant to the league, and based upon the certain people that are letting into the Hall of Fame now, he gets in no problem whatsoever.
2: Right for me, not for me. Will he get in probably? Because as to, as Michael has said, they seem to be throwing a few people in there that I never <sighs> would have thought. How many kidding.
0: Super Bowls Brian has Dan Marino won? Zero. And how many has Eli Manning won? Two. And are they both in the Hall of Fame?
2: Not yet.
0: Eli's that Eli's. Yeah, do I, 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 I think? Like. You, I mean, that's that's con- that, that's controversial. Is this the first year of Eli's eligibility this year or next year? Uh,
2: it's next year. It's next next
0: year. year. That'll be interesting. He'll get in first time because he's a Manning.
2: Him and Big Ben were rocking together. We?
0: Yeah. Well, Demarcus Ware didn't get like Demarcus Ware. Like in terms of like his career was ninety percent with the Cowboys. He should like call him. He should get in first time and he didn't he'll get in next year uh, the Hall of Fame I, I don't know I mean hopefully we get to go to Canton in August and see it for ourselves but uh, for me Matt Ryan is definitely definitely a Hall of Famer he might not get in for a few years but he is uh, definitely worthy of the Hall of Fame and it's funny that we're talking about, about Matt Ryan in the past tense and he's still an active quarterback in the NFL right uh, we're back Monday night at, two 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 very quick things also condolences
1: obviously to the zimmer family um and yes, to yeah. all all the vikings fans um and um in terms of um tonight's game uh obviously the, the eagles uh, going up and just to highlight um to brian and, and to listeners that jalen hurts currently has more passing yards more passing touchdowns more rush, rushing yards and more rushing touchdowns than cam newton had in his mvp season through the first seven games so we are uh, inter- all meeting interesting christmas to
0: eve. see it is a big uh, we are all meeting we are all meeting on christmas eve for this cowboys giants game and we're going to live stream it it's going and to be these a are laughing right. and i'm being I, I genuinely the nfl have put on a cracker on christmas eve that's going to be a hell of a game because I genuinely think the Eagles are going to be unbeaten going in that game. And sweet Jesus. 11th of
2: December, Michael. 11th of December, we played the Eagles. What, uh, why did they think it was Christmas Eve? Uh, they played you on New Year's Day, I believe. Maybe. No, no, sorry. They played you on no, last... No, I'm nearly certain it's Christmas Eve. Um, um, we played the Vikings on the on Christmas Eve. Who? Who's we? The Giants.
0: I'm talking about the Cowboys. Oh, I'm talking about the top I've two teams in the, the NFC. The... Jesus Christ, bro. Sure.
2: They will be unbeaten by <laughs> the we'll just stop it. I'll be sorry. Quick, before they Big game tonight, midnight, Houston and and Philadelphia. Zealand are at the, uh, against uh, <laughs> Game five so, of the World Series.
0: You're some <laughs> bucko aren't you? Jesus. Right. anyway, anyway, anyway. Uh, back on Monday, half nine, uh, keeper led. Up to own. Have a nine, great night, nine, folks. Enjoy. Nine the game.
1: o'clock Monday.
0: 9 o'clock Monday if you're an Astros fan enjoy yourself if you're an Eagles fan enjoy yourself if you're a Phillies fan what a weird name for a team see you on Monday have a good one Texans fans
1: Fanatic is the best mascot in sports
0: no he's not